Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I am your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Jeremy Murphy, he is a regular on the show. He is uh, a uh, relatively new regular, but we love having him on. And I always think about more and more opportunities of where we can bring him on to get his insight. Uh, he is a former vice president from uh, CBS Television and uh, brings a really interesting take as someone who uh, is really has inside knowledge of the industry and really has a great sense of uh, what continues to go on today. And he has a phenomenal book that is both smart, poignant, powerful, and often, and I think intentionally, hilarious. Uh, and I'm going to let him talk a little bit about that uh, book. Uh, before we get started with our conversation, as well as where people can get it. Jeremy, as always, welcome to the show. A little bit about yourself and your book. Uh, thank you for having me. I, I love being on the show. Uh, so the book is called F of Chloe, Surviving the OMGs and FMLs in Your Media Career. And it's a humor book about the cultural clash between you know people who have been in the workforce for years and this entitled new woke generation that comes in expecting things to revolve around them and they have their brand values and their statements and their expectations. And I think that's hysterical. Uh, yeah. So I wrote a book about it and uh, I'm very, uh, you know, humbled and flattered that um, people have liked it. It's got great reviews. I was kind of hoping to get canceled so I'd get more publicity, but um, that didn't happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. The people that would cancel it won't even read it because of the cover. Of course. And well, my mom won't read it. You know, my mom is very Catholic, and she's like, you had to put the F word on your book cover. I'm like, Mom, that is the most tame thing in the book. <laughs> <laughs> mom, there's two asterisks in that. Come on. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, it's a great book. It's, it's you know, both funny but also very serious. I mean, when you sit there and you start looking at the heavy implications that your book covers, uh, it's really serious. And so I encourage people to check it out. You can find it over at uh, Amazon, really wherever you buy books. And, of course, we'll have links uh, to it over there at priceofbusiness.com where we'll have this interview uh, posted as well as, of course, broadcast on Markets Coast to Coast. But, you know, another important topic in a ridiculous sort of way, that's almost a good way to describe your book, right, important but ridiculous? Uh, um, oh, yeah, is, yeah, exactly. Is, yeah, it's the situation with the with the monarchy, you know, and will it survive? It's like we, you know, uh, as your stomach churns when you watch what's goes on with the royal family, I mean, like the, the continuing longest, saga. It was the longest funeral ever. I'm like, Jesus, bury her already. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're bringing her body everywhere. It was like, you know, yeah, yeah. She's on tour with Elton John. Um, you know, <laughs> it was and she's like. like she she's like totally over it. <laughs> oh my god! Like, all the pomp and circumstance and 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 the people wailing on the sidewalks, you know, uh, waiting twenty four hours to see a casket. I mean, it was just silly. I'm sorry. These are the biggest grifters, and they've been living off the public dime for years in their palaces and <laughs> and their castles, and you know, the world stops. I mean, look, I think she, she was a wonderful person, and I thought, you know, she was a great symbol, but the rest of them are losers. I mean, 
Oh yeah, the monarchy is in trouble. You know, people, people. She was, she was extraordinary, honestly, uh, because of the fact. I mean, you just think about the fact of, in spite of being royalty, you know, and all that comes with that, and all the prestige and all the uh, influence. I won't say power because we know how the constitutional system works there, but influence. You know, she really never yielded, wielded it. Where, where does yeah, where know, did she, Queen Elizabeth where did Queen Elizabeth stand on any policy? Well, she wasn't naming anything. You she know, knew, uh, she, she knew her place, and she knew, um, she, you know, she knew, uh, you know, to keep it dignified, don't get in the way of politics. You know, you are a a, a status symbol, and you know, you are the head of of, of the government. Uh, you know, uh, ceremonially. Um, yeah, head, head of state, head of state versus yeah, head of government. Reverence for the monarchy and the institution and the customs. Her children are like uh, such little brats. I mean, you got Charles, like uh, you know, who who has to have toothpaste put on his toothbrush. You got Andrew, who's like you know, hanging out with Evelyn oh, Lane. Um, I mean, come on, like, this is, you know, I always wondered, like, you know, she should have, like, gotten rid of all of them, like, <laughs> discarded all of them. <laughs> oh, and then Harry and Meghan, my two favorite idiots, who are lecturing the world on the environment, but flying around on private planes and, um, and, and you know, selling anything they can get their hands on. I mean, how many different things are, do they have now, like shows and podcasts and radio? It's, it's like enough. Okay, go away. Go away. Go away. Yeah, it, it seems like the only grown-up of the kids may be Anne, Princess Anne. She seemed to, you know, actually had a very vigorous schedule, kind of knew when to talk and not to talk. She could get a little bit combative and that type of thing, but I kind of thought it was Elsie versus a lot of the, her siblings and other royals who were, uh, you know, always uh, always seemed like they were uh, – very insincere in their in their friendliness, if you know what I mean. And it, it wasn't warm, but it was friendly, you know. Uh, but yeah, I think you're generally right. And uh, she, you know, she's one of a kind, and it really does feel like the beginning of the end for the monarchy. You know, I look at my mom is from England, and so she loved the royal family. I mean, she thought, you know, she was up raising one of the poorest parts of England in one of the poorest neighborhoods, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah, that, that whole royal family really paid off for you. Uh, but she, she thought they were, were uh, you know, great. And, uh, and it's so interesting to me because, you know, the, the British have this kind of sensibility about them that many of us admire. I like British sensibility. But they completely throw it out the window when it comes to the royal family. Well, it's almost like the, the royal family gives them a soap opera. It gives them kind of the escapism that, and it's you know, it's not about aspiration. It's not about fantasy. It's a soap opera, and it gives them gossip. It gives them, you know, tawdry stuff to read in the tabloids and talk with your friends. And you know, I, I, maybe that's why it's worth it. Maybe that's why we're, we're they are funding you know this family of grifters because it's their soap opera. It's the drama. Uh, and, and, you know, if these people really, <laughs> they provide it. I mean, you know, Charles, Diana, Camilla, now Megan and Harry. I mean, these people are like right out of Central County. Yeah, absolutely. And what's really interesting about this is that they are um, 
there's a sense that it's real, right? No, but but the difference between this and the soap opera is is, is that it's real. The reality is, is this doesn't have any comparison to the rest of our reality. I mean, it is so bizarre. It's so beyond the realm. So, um, kind of, you know, what do you think are, are some of the takeaways? I know that the polling numbers are very weak for Charles versus Elizabeth, which, you know, is no surprise at all. Um, you know, he's the complete opposite in terms of taking political positions. He's kept his mouth shut the last 20 years when he realized, oh, maybe, maybe a head of state shouldn't be involved in government. Uh, you know, he finally kind of figured that out watching his mom, who I'm sure took him to the proverbial royal woodshed on, on a few occasions about that. But, you know, what's your sense of the monarch? I also get the sense, hey, let's just dump Charles and go straight to William, who also has been very cautious. He has some views, but they're very safe. Uh, but he's been very uh, cautious about weighing in on policy. Well, yeah, I do think that this is the beginning of the end because there is no love for Charles. Uh, and he's buffoonish. And I think the public still has not forgiven him for uh, uh, Diana. Um, and so I don't think that that sense of dignity and, and you know, uh, reverence is there. Uh, if he had a brain in his head, he would, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, retire and give it to Will, who does seem more in the, in the tradition of uh, Queen Elizabeth. You know, he is very uh, modest and um, respectful and, you know, and quiet and really seems to understand the role of the monarchy, um, that would probably be the best situation. Um, but, you know, Queen Elizabeth was, was a connection for generations. You know, uh, yes. young people grew up with her, old people grew up with her. It was that one co- commonality. Whereas Charles, yeah, I mean, he's been waiting for 70 years, but, um, you know, <laughs> not, uh, not patiently. Um, and I don't, there's no love lost. And so I think if, if he is the face of the government, I, I, I do think, or the face of the crown, I do think you're going to see it waning and, you know, maybe not be what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And, and apparently he's not surround. He's not well liked by people that handle him. Because I've seen more videos that make him look terrible in very vulnerable and private positions, like his handling of the pen problem, <laughs> the pen crises. You know, I mean, you never saw that around Elizabeth. And, and of course, we love Elizabeth because it's been a very good job of, of uh, projecting her in such a way. And, again, I think she was very sensible, very thoughtful person in that sort of way, where, where Charles is easy to not like. And in those well, around him, even those those – those who are hired to protect him aren't aren't doing that great of a job of protecting him. He's a brat. He's a little stuff yeah. up. Uh, you know, uh, he he's never worked a day in his life. Um, you know, it, it, one of the newspapers had a list of his demands, and like he he wants his shoelaces ironed. Um, I mean, give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. You know, he's like the biggest grifter. Like he's been he's been on the unemployment line for. <laughs> Whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. So you say it's the beginning of the end. Not really the first time we're hearing it, but we are hearing it more often than we ever have historically. 
Um, you know, and it's, it's a guy whose ratings are, are like Joe Biden bad. And so, you know, you, and, and we, the only reason why we don't get up in arms with Joe Biden is we do have a process that removes him from office that's pretty neat that they don't have with the royal family. Uh, but, but, you know, kind of give your sense what that means. Obviously, you don't have a crystal ball, but, but give me your sense of what this all means. Well, I, I, I think it's going to just be gradual. I think the first thing is the government's going to stop funding them. You know, they give them some uh, millions of dollars a year. And I think that's probably going to be the first is that that's going to disappear. I mean, this, this family has billions of dollars. There is no reason they're taking money from the public. Uh, they own art. They own castles. Uh, so I think that's the first. And, you know, their power is pretty much diluted anyways. So, um, uh, you know, I, I, it, I think they're just going to be completely ceremonial. I think, it, it, you know, uh, it's going to be uh, a tourist attraction. Uh, not, I don't think they're going to have a role in, in any kind of official um, uh, responsibilities. Um, I think that is probably what's going to happen. And young people don't have that connection to the royal family that their, their parents and their grandparents did. You know, I think most people recognize that this is a luxury. This is frivolous. This has no bearing on our lives. It is a national soap opera and which is fine, but we shouldn't have to pay for it or they shouldn't have to pay for it. So I think what you're, the first thing you're going to see is probably they're going to lose their funding, which they should. That, I mean, that's just absurd. Uh, and then yes. you're going to just see them becoming largely a, a distraction. Yeah, and, and, and when you say lose your funding, I personally think you and I will be long gone before all the funding discontinues. They're going to probably wean them off. It'll probably take decades to do. Uh, but, you know, you, you, just true to your point about the amount of money we're talking about, Prince William, when he became uh, heir apparent, Prince of Wales, uh, officially inherited a one billion that not million one billion dollar estate. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and you look at that, that and it's like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. So you know, you said millions. It's not even hundreds of millions. We're talking billions is what we're talking about. And either direct, that. either direct support or indirect support. And shockingly, until what 20, 20 years ago, they didn't even pay taxes. You know, and and, and Harry's whining that they're not paying for his. Uh, security. Hey, dude, you quit, okay? You quit right. your job, you, your little yeah. ceremonial job where you went to cut ribbons and, you know, wear your little silly uniform. You quit. There's no yeah. reason someone is not has to pay your security. And by the way, your mother, Princess Diana, left you a fortune. You know, you've sold everything but the china to, you know, uh, and then and and you're selling to Netflix and. You have money for security, okay? Stop crying. Um, you know, own your choices. Yeah. Own your choices. Jeremy Murphy, love having him on the program. Former VP over at CBS, great writer as well, and uh, uh, really a lot of fun. But also gives us some important food for thought. Thanks as always for being with us. Absolutely happy to talk to you. Look forward to our next visit. I'm Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business. Stay tuned for more.